You're listening to the Sewing and Growing podcast and radio show with Jay and Jay. I think I always start these podcasts really loud. It's like a hello and welcome. I'm starting. I'm starting quiet. Today. There's actually a proverb in the Bible about how it's a curse to the person who says good morning too loudly to its neighbor. <laughs> My wife likes that one because I'm always loud in the morning. Yeah. So we're going to start off quietly today. Soft spoken. Soft spoken. Sewing and growing. SNS. Soft spoken or sewing and growing? Should we change the name? I don't think so. All right. Everybody, welcome to the 102nd episode of the Sewing and Growing podcast. We're excited that you're here with us. And uh, we're back on our regular routine here, which is both Jays at the table having fun, offering insight, drinking LaCroix or Coke Zero or Life Water. Or coffee. Or liquid IV. (laughs) Which is a real thing, folks. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's electrolytes, right? Yeah, it's electrolytes. And some potassium and some salt because your body actually needs salt to be hydrated. So if you drink a lot of water and you realize that you're going to the bathroom a lot, that actually signifies that your cells are not absorbing the water. The water is not getting inside the cell. So how you let your cells absorb water is you put a little salt in your water, but not just any salt. Cause the way that they produce salt these days is like, you know, iodized salt. Um, it's not the best. So you go to natural grocers or something like that. And you want to get what's called Celtic salt. Cause that's naturally harvested. Put a little of that in your water and your cells will absorb the water. You'll be more hydrated and you'll pee less often. That's my introduction. That's great to know. I didn't know that because I do drink a lot of water and it seems like it's not doing anything for me because I'm peeing it right out. I mean, it's probably helping, uh, but just not as much as it could. It's not, it's like not having a full ROM on a, on a, on a workout range of motion, right? You're still going to get the death star delts. It'll just take you a little longer if you're not going to full depth. On that note, folks, (laughs) we're getting into one of the deep questions of life. These two podcasts are going to be called invited and they're on be what you're called to do. And I can't necessarily yeah. tell you exactly what I'm called to do in life, but I'd like to move forward in the call of God for my life. I would as well. Uh, that's a question. What am I on this earth for? What am I called to do that I think a lot of people right. think about? And I think we think about it on a daily basis. And sometimes we wrestle with those thoughts at night when you can't sleep and am I in the right place? Am I right. doing the right thing? Am I with the right people? You can right. spin out of control on it. What's well, hard is when other people think they know the call of God on your life and they repeatedly tell you and you haven't gotten that revelation yet. And they go, I know what you're called I've to do. I've had those conversations with you, yeah. bro. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that whole thing. Or you think this other person, I've done this with you a lot. I realized I was imitating a lot of just what you were doing. I was copying you and a lot of things and people started putting on me that I was going to lead God's great dance floor and sing it on a Sunday. Do you remember that? Yes. And that's just not a reality. But I realized I admired how you looked and what you did for the kingdom of God. So I was just going to be like you. Because that's funny. I was the same way, man. But you'll never be successful trying to be someone else. And I'll never get to heaven. You'll never get to heaven, audio listener. And God say, hey, why weren't you like Moses? Why weren't you like... 
uh, Ezekiel. He's going to go, why weren't you who I made you to be? Mm-hmm. So we got to learn our calling. And that's just a heavy word we can spin out of it. But I was reading in the concordance one day and the word calling in the New Testament means invited, means invitation. And that kind of made it easier that for me. That makes it more palatable. Because here's the deal. Um, invitations are nice. We love being invited to things. Because yeah. uh, an invitation, it's nice to be invited, even if you're just going to turn it down immediately. Right. We're in a season <laughs> where you probably just got a ton of invitations to yeah, be at graduations. graduations. It's wedding season. Oh, yeah. There's invitations galore. You may be on the outside looking in going, why wasn't I invited to that? Or you may be invited to something. And I believe the invitation from God for your life is just like that. Yeah. It's not going to be automatic. You can accept it. You can deny it. But he's inviting you. He's calling you. And we all have an invitation and calling. We see that throughout the Bible of how people have lived. Um, I was going to get into Jeremiah, but I'm really going to focus these two podcasts on John the Baptist. And I just want to say this. Most of us, especially those of us that come from Christian backgrounds, our parents gave us names and knew what the meaning of the names were. And that was part of why they called us what we were called. Honestly, my parents didn't do this. Uh, My dad's name was John and he just wanted to name me after him. But I like the name John. John means God's gracious gift. And the interesting thing is I'm actually drawn to the subject of grace quite a bit. I don't think that's a mistake. I've been doing the whole read a Bible in a year challenge. It feels like a challenge sometimes, especially at the beginning, because you're getting through Leviticus and numbers. But I was reading through the book of Exodus and I learned this, that the name Moses actually means drawn from the water. Nice. So you go, okay, well, if you know the story of Moses, his mom put him in a reed basket. His sister Miriam followed it. Princess of Egypt was there, whole story. But just let's just follow Moses's calling for his life. After that, he killed the Egyptian. He fled to Midian. Where did Jethro? Not Jethro. What was his name? Was it Pharaoh? What no, are you about? the father. His father-in-law. I thought it was Midian. Jethro. Is it Jethro? I was I'm right. Like pretty positive. He. His father-in-law. Yeah, that connection was made because he was at a well. And he helped draw water for his wife. Do you remember that? Yes. So, I mean, hey, he did that. Friend? And then later on, it's Jethro. he drew water from a rock. And before that, he parted the Red Sea and he drew God's people through the Red Sea. Your names are powerful. So I'd encourage you, look into what your name means. My wife looked into what her name means, Marisa, and it actually means just of the sea. I don't know exactly. <laughs> and if your name's Jacob, but I'm, hey, I'm she's sorry. always asking me to take her on vacations <laughs> to the beach. So, but there's probably a connection there. And that's not why I'm going to talk about John the Baptist, but that's just a nugget. Look into what your name means and dig it out. Dig it out. I was going to say this when it comes to invitations, I mean, it's kind of harsh to say this, but I invite people who are on my good side. And I just want to let everybody know that you're on God's good side. So you are invited, whether you feel like it or not, whether it's a long process or not, which it's going to be to discover your calling, your invitation. It's going to take some dedication, some commitment, some consecration. But guess what? Because of Jesus, you're on God's good side. And the RSVP date is still open because uh, 
the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. Yep. He doesn't pull back on them. So you can still respond to that invitation. Know that, be encouraged. I'm going to read John 1, 19 through 23 in the New King James. It says, now this is the testimony of John. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? We could actually say, you know, similar question to what are you called to do? Who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, what then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he said, no. Then they said to him, who are you that we may give an answer to those who sent us? What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord as the prophet Isaiah said. So I'm going to draw three examples about your calling Come from on. this section of scripture. That was a mic drop moment. If you had a microphone, it was just, it was a really good statement to yeah. say. He dropped the honeycomb and the locust right there. Which is a great point. And I just talked about how and that'll go right into our first point that we're going to draw from this. But I talked about how I copied you a lot because I admired you. And so often it's easier to find yourself in someone else than it is to find yourself in Christ in God. Wow. Yeah. But he was very unique. Yes. He was clothed in camel right. hair, yep. leather belt, eating Wild honeycomb and locusts. Yeah. And I was joking around with my youth students. There weren't restaurants called the honey and hopper, grasshopper <laughs> and honey. It was a rare thing. Uh, he was really unique. He lived by himself out in the yeah. desert. He was unique to himself. So my first point from that section of scripture is you got to know who you are. You think the most important thing is to know who you are. But when the Jews, the leaders of society at that time came to him, said, who are you? He started off with who he isn't. Hmm. And I think that's exactly it. I had to get to a spot to realize, you know, I'm never going to be as tall as Jonathan. I'm never going to sing quite like Jonathan. I know who I'm not because otherwise you'll be drawn to all these different things. So the first step really is, do you know who you're not? Hmm. You're called to be peculiar. You're not called yeah. to be weird. But it's interesting. Sometimes our highest level of attainment, it was just to blend in with the rest wow. of the people around us. Ouch. And we're presented that all the time. I'm not telling you to look weird. I'm not telling you to dress a certain way. Is unique. But they say, this is the hairstyles of 2023. Right. What does that mean? This is how you're going to fit in right. with the rest of most of the people yeah. in 2023. This is the fashion trends of 2023. If you want to be like culture, this is I the know. way you need to dress. I worked really hard at getting to a, having a white kitchen, which is off-white. It's like kind of tannish. And I just found out that white kitchen kitchens are out. They're like, those are out for 2023. I'm like, who in their right mind has the audacity and the money to change their kitchen with the current trend of that year? Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. Great addition. I love when you <laughs> jump in like that. It's just fun. It's just fun. And I do this, and I think we all do. We don't like standing out. But if we're consecrated... If we're sanctified, if we are the church, all those things are words that describe drawing out and pulling yep. separate. Yep. So you're going to have to be really adept at knowing who you aren't. Otherwise, Come you're going to be pulled into who you're not. Amen. So that's the first thing I noticed. The second thing is, is you have to know the word of God. Yep. Know the word of God. Because when they got to him, they said, well, then who are you? You described to us all these things that you're not. He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. He literally quoted a prophecy from Isaiah. He defined himself 
and who he was and what he was mm-hmm. called to do according to the word of God. Yeah. That so, sounds like a breakdown right before, like the, what you would say right before a heavy metal breakdown in a song. I am the bullshit, the one crying out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it kind of does. Was, it just sounds so cool. And then you just have like that little. I hear you. It'd be so cool. All right. Sorry. That's another meaningless interjection. But you know, he did just what his cousin did. Jesus did the exact same thing from the exact same book because he showed up to the synagogue one day and it was his turn to open the scroll. And he opened it to the book of Isaiah and he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. And then he said, today the scripture is fulfilled. He identified himself according to the word of God. There should be a point in our life where we look to the word of God and a light bulb goes inside of us and goes, this is why we're alive. This is why I'm alive. This is what I'm called to do. That's why I stayed at New Creation Church. I was really wanted to go to Rama. I really wanted to go to another Bible school. I wanted to go to Christian college. I thought I'd look really stupid and lame if I stayed and didn't go to any school. And I remember I was reading Jonah one day and I read that Jonah fled the presence of the Lord. And God said, if you leave New Creation Church right now, you're fleeing the presence of God. You're in the presence of God right here. And I got peace from that moment because I found myself in the word of God. And in that season, I ended up actually going to CMC. And I was a homeschooled kid and maybe parents of homeschoolers, maybe some homeschoolers are listening to this. Uh, But when you're a homeschooler, you're not around a lot of kids. So any person of the opposite sex that is halfway decent looking that you feel attracted to and they like you, you fall head over heels for. And I see this as a youth leader a lot. Homeschoolers just go head over heels for their first crush. But I was in class and it was interpersonal communication. And there was a girl that I sat next to that I thought was cute. And she thought I was real cute. Her name was Caitlin. And this teacher was kind of whacked out. Uh, He had a lot of different ideas and I actually had to take a zero in one of his classes because I was going to have to dress in an item of the opposite sex clothing for a whole week. And I just said, sir, this isn't going to work for me. Can I do another thing? He said, no, I had to take a zero. had to take the L on that one. But another thing he had us do was this Buddhist practice, which don't worry, I didn't worship Buddha. But what it is, it was that you get really close to another person and you look them in the eyes and you repeatedly say, who are you? And then they say something and then all you do is, who are you? And you do it over and over again until the person goes, "Uh, I guess I don't know who I am. So I'm sitting next to this girl and I think she's cute. So I'm already a little nervous. And he goes, okay, look to the person next to you and do this practice. Um, So I'm a little nervous, but I said, you start off. So she's like, who are you? And I'm like, I'm John Piccinati. And I just go down the list. But eventually I start tapping into some spiritual things. And I didn't stop. I had all these things to do. I do. And she goes, wow, you're really good at this. Well, I was good at it because I had God's word hidden in my heart Mm -hmm. and I knew who I was. So you need to know who you're not. And then you need to know the word of God. That's what John the Baptist did. And my third and last point we're going to wrap up is know the spirit of God. The Bible says that John was filled with the Holy Spirit, even in his mother's womb. And why is that so important? Because don't take your Bible reading without inviting the Holy Spirit into the process. The Holy Spirit is known by many names, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of revelation, mm-hmm. the spirit of truth, spirit of grace. Mm-hmm. But he's also called the counselor. So, so many young people go to a counselor to figure out what they're going to do. How much better to go to the great counselor and say, yeah. as I open this book with Jesus and John the Baptist as my example, show me 
who I am and what I'm called mm-hmm. to do. So know who you're not, know the word of God, know the spirit of God. And I believe it'll help you find the specific invitation that God has for you. Amen. John, I wish I could hear more on this subject. Next week, brother. <laughs> oh. What is your wisdom of the day? Um, Let's see here. Um, I'm trying, I, I have a thought. Um, and it's like one of those things. Remember like when I used to just throw out a really incomplete statement that can totally wreck the podcast. And then I trust it's for okay. you to reconcile I'll, I'll it. try. Holy spirit. I'm taking you into so this. Counsel I agree. Me I agree that you need to know who you're not, but once Uh-oh. you, but once you find out who you are, that's the thing that you, that you focus on. Cause I was thinking about how something can be wrong in a hundred different ways, but it can only be right in one way. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I was just thinking about my dad's story about working as a bank teller. Yes. And they the way that they were able to find a fake was because they studied the real thing so much. So I'm I think the first point was correct, but once you figure out who your identity is, you don't need to keep focusing on what you're not. You need to be focusing on who you are. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I just think sometimes Again, last pre- podcast, you talked about perspective. Yeah. We don't realize how often we're copying people. We talked about this a little while ago. Yeah. Why do we like Jordans? Is it because we actually really like Jordans and we like wearing them? Or is it because it's, it's a status. statement yeah. that I wear them? Yeah, yeah. Take a step back and realize, am I doing this because I'm called to do it and because I enjoy it and because it's what God has for me or because I want to fit in? Mm. That arranges your perspective to where I actually think you can see the realness and the truth of who you are in Christ. But until you take a step back and see that perspective, you may never get there. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does. That's good wisdom. No, that's good. And you know, um, like I said, I wasn't disagreeing with it. I'm like, it's not even a challenge. It's just, I had a thought. You're just passing me the ball. We have our gloves on and we're playing catch, which is, I love doing that. Dude, playing catches. Remember that? It was like three years ago. We grabbed the gloves and we went yeah. into the Highway 6 strip there and we threw I'll, the ball. I will bring them back if <sighs> you do want. do that. Summertime. That's one of the best My things. wisdom of the day is to go into the Word of God with the expectation because what you expect, you'll probably experience in God. And expect for Him not just to reveal truth to you, but the truth of who you are yeah. and what you are called to do. It's not going to look specifically like John the Baptist or Isaiah, the Holy Spirit, the great counselor will work through it, but look for revelation, knowledge on your invitation that God has for you as you yeah. read the word. It's good. All right. Will you pray us out, brother? Yeah. Father God, we thank you um, for this time that we get to sharpen each other and and have a, a just a great conversation, Father, that you're helping us Uh, find out our callings and really the invitation, Father, that we're all invited um, to do something wonderful, not for you, but with you. So I pray that as the listener hears this and the next podcast, they are uh, one, if not several steps closer to really understanding the depth of their calling and the invitation that you've given them. Uh, In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We will be back. And we invite you, just like God is inviting you into his great calling for you, we invite you to listen to the next episode of the Son and Going Podcast with J&J.